Welcome to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast with Tyree E. Rowell. Well, hello there. How you all doing on this day? I hope you're having a good day thus far. And I also hope that you are being intentional about your day. It is another week in the month of October. And it is still a wonderful time to get to know yourself, get to know how you are being triggered, um, get to know your emotion, um, get to know yourself as far as your spiritual and as well as physical, because all of it is connected. We have to understand that anytime that you are lacking in one area because you're so focused on one particular part of yourself, the rest will be lacking. So be aware of that. Be intentional about making sure that you are whole by making sure that you're balancing every aspect of your life. That is emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically because that is who you are. That is how you were created. And when you know that much about yourself, you will start to pay attention to everything about you because you'll realize that the more you are intentional about who you are as a person, you will also realize the things that you do not want to tolerate from other people. So it's good to get to know you first. And as you get to know yourself first, also love upon yourself. Love yourself first as well. Because as you do that, you will also learn how to love others. And also what you're not going to tolerate on other, from others. So be intentional this month. Not only this month, but also any other time of the year. It's really a 365 job, you know, 365 days of the year. It is that type of job. It is, and I wouldn't say it's so much as a job because getting to know yourself is such freedom. You know, I wouldn't, I don't want you to look at it as, oh, this is just so much work I have to do because I want you to understand the feeling behind being free you know because you are freely doing the thing that you know that works for you that you know that you love that you know uh more so than anyone else but it's such a free dumb feeling freedom you know and 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 we all should be free to be honest we all should feel that in our lives on a daily basis where you are able to freely do what you desire to do. And especially as a woman or man of God and you desire to also please the Lord, you most definitely going to want that freedom to do the things that God is requiring of you because it's freedom. And that is what God wants us to do as well is to freely do the thing that he has given us to do. But sometimes, you know, we will get in the way. We get in the way, y'all. We get in the way. We're just going to be honest. We get in our own way. That is what I mean. 
but we really do have to get out the way. We really do have to get out of our head and and just start focusing on God and start focusing on Jesus Christ and having a relationship with Him because the more you have a relationship with Him, the more so you will start doing things and see yourself getting out of your comfort zone and you'll be wondering, oh, wow, how did, wait a minute, where did this come from? How, how am I able to do these things? And really, to be honest, it's through the strength of Jesus Christ because we really don't be doing anything on our own. But even in that, you will also get closer to God. And you can, and you will feel such a feeling of freedom and abundance that you start looking different, walking different, talking different. And as you're doing these things on a daily basis, other people start noticing it. But to get to that point, you do have to be intentional about yourself about what it is that you are thinking and feeling and doing and behaving and talking and walking because as you are being intentional about those things you are also being that woman and man that god has created you to be because your focus is on him of course but at the same time while you're focusing on god you're also focusing on you your own work your own salvation. You see what I'm saying? Instead of focusing on other things, especially other things and other people that we cannot control. Just don't have no control over it so whatsoever. But we tend to find ourselves worrying about those things. But to be honest, we have no control over what someone else do or what someone else say. But we do have control over how the way we react to other people. We do have control over that. So that's why I say if we would just focus on ourselves, our own salvation, our own thinking and feeling in our behavior, you really, you really ain't got nothing to worry about. You? I mean, if you ain't sitting, about what, sitting down worrying about something that somebody else doing and saying, but you are actually being intentional and focusing on your own health and your own work and your own salvation. So let's be intentional. I know I say it a lot, but baby, I'm say it every time I get on here. Be intentional about your thinking, about what it is that you do be thinking about. It's okay to have blank spaces. And what I mean by that is you absolutely thinking about nothing. <laughs> That's called blank spaces, you know. But does it mean that something wrong with you? No. It, what it means is that you know how to turn your thinking off. And it is a practice. It is a skill. So that's why I say these things do come by working. You do have to work it. So as you're being intentional about your thinking, you will also be intentional about your feelings. Because the more you think about something or or whatever it is that you're thinking, it is going to be connected to what you're feeling. So if you're thinking about something that could possibly be triggering you into any type of anxious moment or anxious um, feeling, then it could be that whatever it is that you're thinking about is causing some type of 
anxious emotion inside of you. And so you, and, and hey, if it, it does happen sometimes, but if you does, if, you, if that does happen to you, what you have to do is get your body back to a space of calming down, you know, a space of safety, because you have triggered yourself through your thinking. So you have to talk to yourself, let yourself know that you're okay, you're all right, you're, you're safe. Talk, touch your, uh, you know, touch your heart, touch your shoulders. Touch. It's good to always put your hands on something. And most people, they will either have something in their hands so that way they can start focusing on what it is in their hands. But you can also open your hands up and close them. Open your hands up and close them so that way you, your body starts working on your fingers more so than what the body is reacting to. So there's many ways to get the body back to a stable moment so that you won't be in those anxious moments where you are having anxiety or some type of panic attack because it is going to uh, take some time for you to breathe it all out and talk to yourself and get back to that moment. But like I say, be intentional about your thinking. Be intentional about what you're feeling. Because your emotions are not your enemy, baby. They are not. So be intentional about them. Sit in them. Uh, realize where it's coming from. And as you're doing that, you you won't be so much as worrying about how the way you're going to behave. Because you're actually working on trying to calm yourself down. But it takes practice. Keep doing it every single day. Being intentional about your thoughts because they do have have a connection to your feelings. And how you feel is going to be how you behave. So, on this day, y'all, of course, I do have to um, bring up some... <clears throat> excuse me. I do have to bring up some talk about domestic violence because um, it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And on this podcast, I'm always talking about, not, uh, you know, many things that pertain to us as a person. So, of course, I have to um, have a conversation about domestic violence. So, just to go ahead on and get this question out of the way, is domestic violence in the Bible? What does the Bible say about domestic violence? If you were to type that question in on Google, there would be numerous scriptures that would pop up about domestic violence. And there's so many of them, of course. But if you were to go all the way through them, they are talking about how the way we treat others. Because every scripture that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it now while I'm on my phone, and every scripture, and it's, and that's, it's, it shows there are a hundred Bible verses about domestic violence and abuse. Y'all hear that? A hundred Bible verses about domestic violence and abuse. And sometimes people don't be want to talk about abuse, but I am going to be talking about abuse, okay? And we're going to be talking about that 
on the next episode. But today is going to be about domestic violence. Because I want people to understand that, of course, domestic means that um, anything that's at somebody's house, like, that's pretty much like happening inside the four walls, things that's going on in the house between two people, or more than two people. But either way it goes, it ain't, it, 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 it's not so much, because sometimes domestic violence can go all outside them four walls, and we, we would hear about it on the news. Uh, somebody had killed somebody, and we, we see the articles, we read the articles, we see the news on TV, we hear about it. And of course, it'd be about someone has done something to someone else as far as being violent toward them. But I want to talk about how to recognize when someone is being abused or or someone is being violent towards someone. But before I get into that, I do want people to understand that violence just don't happen physically. Violence can also be emotionally and mentally and verbally and spiritually. People can be spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and verbally violent. Okay? Because I know when people hear about domestic violence, they just think about these two people fighting each other. You see, just like I had explained before. But, you know, anytime there is such an uh, a force or intimidation or oppression or manipulation, controlling, whether it is emotionally, mentally, spiritually, verbally, and physically, that is violence. Because you can be emotionally violent by just closing yourself off from someone emotionally when you know without a shadow of a doubt that they need you emotionally. Okay? That's being emotionally violent. I know how some people be like, you know, uh, women be talking about how they uh, get a hood from the silent treatment. But to be honest, that is really emotionally being violent. Because, hey, I'm getting back at you for something. That's really vengeance, right? But at the same time, while I'm getting back at you, I'm, I'm withholding something from you that I know that you need from me. There's other ways to get across our point to a person when they hurt us or they said something or they did something and we didn't like it. That's communicate. Communicate it. We really don't have to be violent toward one another. You know, because violence means, according to the dictionary, behavior involving physical force intended to hurt damage or kill someone or something. So anything that could pretty much have the potential to damage, hurt, or kill someone, because you can do it emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, and verbally. Mm-hmm. I mean, words hurt, 
a person that doesn't be emotionally available, available to us, that hurts. A person that mentally uh, brings you down, tearing you down mentally, that hurts. Spiritually, so someone that's coming in trying to oppress you, manipulate you, control you, that hurts. Physically, somebody putting their hands on you, hurting you, and, um, you know, beating you. All that hurts. And love does not hurt. Love does not hurt at all. Love does not hurt. It does not oppress. It does not manipulate. It does not um, control. Love does not do those things. And if you really do want to know what love is, it's in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7 tells you exactly what love is. But I want to tell y'all something about that, though. Because sometimes we take those scriptures in 1 Corinthians 13 and we turn, we flip them around and say, this is how I'm supposed to treat others. You're right. You do supposed to be patient with others. You know? You're right. You are so right. But that don't necessarily mean that you're supposed to sit there and be patient with a person who is being abusive to you, thinking that you're going to be patient, waiting on that person to change or waiting on God to change them. Because, see, sometimes we can reuse these scriptures as if this is something that I know that I'm supposed to do. You don't have to sit there and wait on a person to stop beating on you or to stop hurting you or to stop verbally being abusive to you or to stop being spiritually abusive to you. You do not have to sit there and wait on them. Being patient, that can be done from a distance. Being patient, honey, can be done from a distance. You can be kind to someone away from them. You do not have to sit in the midst of hurt, abuse, and violence. That is not okay. It is not okay. That's a scripture, Psalms 11.5. The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. God does not like people who are being violent. Why are we looking at it like it's okay? If God don't like it, why are we sitting up here looking at it like it's okay? Why are we treating it like it's okay? It is not okay for anyone to put their hands on others, for anyone to put their mouth on others, tearing them down, beating them up day by day, Turn, I mean, mentally exhausting a person day by day. It's not okay. It's not okay for anyone to abuse us or be violent toward us. We do not have to do those things. Shitting up the waiting, patient. No, baby, it's not what this group means. First Corinthians thirteen, four through seven. Mm-mm. Now. It tells us what love is, that is patient and kind, does not envy or boast, is not arrogant or rude, does not insist on its own way, is not irritable or resentful, does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. 
bears our things, believe our things, hope our things, and do our things. But let's go back to rejoices with the truth. And even though some people don't want to hear the truth or see the truth, baby, you can rejoice with it. Because when you when you with someone and you see someone is being some type of way to you, and you and you are questioning it, then we got to go and look for the truth in that person, realizing that hey, you are not good for me. Because I see you doing this, X, Y, Z. You seeing it, you feeling it, you hearing it, you smell it, baby. You even taste it. You even taste the abuse. Come on now. Rejoice with the truth and knowing that what that means is as I see the truth, I can rejoice because that means I can make a decision. I can make a decision to leave or make a decision to stay here and continue being a victim of abuse or violence. Because really, to be honest, we're not created to be hurt by others. We're not created to endure hurt by others. We are supposed to be in healthy relationships and collaborations and friendships because I know when you hear the word relationship, you're thinking about two people who love each other. So let's talk about these friendships and collaborations and co-workers type relationships and um, being at the church, you have those type of relationships with those people. All types of ships. That's what I mean. Don't mean you got to stay on the ship, baby. It don't mean you got to keep riding it until you make it to the island. You can jump off the ship and swim to another one. <laughs> Basically is what I'm saying. You can jump off a ship and, and swim to another church. You can jump off the ship and and swim over there to another woman, another man, another friendship, another relationship, collaboration. Yes, you do not have to stay in abusive and violent situation. And from this time scripture, which I know I love to bring this up all the time, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 8. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. Mm-hmm. Now, did you hear me say the word of being said? Yeah. Avoid such people. When you see it, when you hear it, when you taste it, when you feel it, when you smell it, you need to be running. Need to be running. You ain't got to sit here and, and wait for anything. Baby, love does not hurt you. Ooh, I can go on this topic all night, but I can't. <laughs> I'm going to have to wrap this, um, this podcast, this episode anyway. Uh, so you'll have to come back and listen to the next episode so I can continue 
on this conversation because this is not this is this is a lot i can do a whole series for the whole year on relationship baby because it's so broad you know it, it, it covers a lot of areas that is um you know connected to us as a people as a person because we do have to interact with others it is the way that we are it is who we are we are connected human beings so y'all uh come on back and listen to the next episode okay make sure you subscribe and also share with others that can benefit from this episode y'all have a good wonderful day on this day Thank you for tuning in to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another episode.